Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Okay, peace. I wonder if I can be heard. I'm having some technical issues, if you can hear me, that I'm not quite sure what to do about. Um, the line is hanging me up, so, and I didn't hear the intro, so please, by all means, give me, bear with me if you can hear me, um, so I can call back in. Hey, peace. I wonder if y'all can hear me. If you can bear with me just one second, I want to make sure I can be heard. Not sure why uh, I didn't hear the introduction. Let's see, maybe I have to do it manually. Why not? Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Hi, I was able to confirm I can be heard. Not quite sure what's going on. It is... um... You know, Wednesday, Mercury's day, and so we're just going to let Mercury have its way, okay? And we're just going to be thankful that I can be heard now. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me once again in oh, uh, ahead of time, uh, the best time of your week ahead of time. It, it, you are um, uh, listening to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Y'all just give me a second. I didn't stop. I, I was a little thrown off by the technical difficulties, but I'm here for y'all. I appreciate you joining me once again. I can't say it enough. Um, thank you guys. I definitely want to not go too far without uh, showing gratitude, appreciation, and thankfulness for our divine, righteous ancestors. Whew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We wouldn't be here without you, and we wouldn't be going strong and be so supported and provided for and powerful and potent in all of our ways without our divine ancestors. And thank you, Brother Ampu. I hope y'all have been checking out the new show, Zodiac Lovers with Brother Ampu and Nikki. So that's been going on. I just appreciate Brother Ampu so much. Uh, they've all, uh, Brother Ampu and Minister Ju also have a retreat coming up in March in Vegas. And so by all means, please stay connected to my astrology coach and the imagination guru. These, these brothers, Brother Ampu, just indescribable. And, you know, we're still in Aquarius, solar return season. So big shout out to Brother Ampu. I hope 
He is enjoying this season to the fullest and and setting off his new year ahead in the highest ways possible. Thank you, Brother Ampu. And with that, you guys, I am going to take a quick little mini break. I don't even have any music to play, y'all. I'm not taking a break like I'm leaving y'all hanging. I just literally need to get some water. (laughs) So hold on one second. Okay. And I need a fan because it's hot. (laughs) Got that worked out too, y'all. I'm ready for y'all. I swear I am. I just, I like to be comfortable. And I didn't know I was going to be so, it's so much energy channeling through me by the time I get on the uh, the air with you guys every week. I have to, and it's something that I, you know, share with my mama's babies about their energy and learning to control and direct your energy and not allow your energy to be just unbridled, okay? So, and there's, and this is a season of some really unbridled energy, <laughs> And so it, you, somebody, some of you guys may be experiencing similar things. Uranus that governs the Aquarius season we are in right now, it has rulership over things like nerves, nervous system, electricity running through your body, electrical impulses, electricity, lightning, okay? This is a really fast-moving energy. It's the frequency of genius and intelligence, high intelligence. And so things can move, things can move fast in Aquarius season, especially when you're seeing things just like even in our uh, society today where certain ones are put, put in certain positions and all of a sudden, they're, they're vibrating on this high Aquarius frequency where uh, the energy of sudden reversals, things have been a certain way for, for however long, and then you come on the scene and you suddenly reverse it. Okay? Um, the energy of upsets, upheaval. You know, these are lower vibrational manifestations, by the way, of this Uranian energy, but still manifestations of it nonetheless. I encourage you guys, my mom's babies, people I uh, interact with in my personal life to operate on the highest vibrations of these energies possible. That's why if you, fo- um, if you follow the Mama Dada Facebook, Mama Dada Astrology Facebook page, I always put a little info about what's going on in there prior to or when I post for the shows. And you know, some of the highest, one of the highest ways you can vibrate this uh, Uranus energy is you being the change. I mentioned it on last week's show. Feel free to go to the episode information for today's show, and if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can click the word here to be directed to last week's show. And I, I mentioned about a dear brother, friend of mine that I had ran into and how you know, through us discussing some of the political, how the political climate has changed so significantly here recently, and and how I had been moved to process it all, which was simply yes, change, yay, <laughs> change. You can see with your own eyes 
over the past week, two weeks, with all these changes going on, you can see for your own self that the energy of stepping outside of the box, huh? you didn't think you wanted to get outside of your comfort zone, but guess what? Everybody's outside of that comfort zone right now because of these sudden reversals and unexpected changes, okay? Seemingly out of nowhere, lightning striking, seemingly out of nowhere. And so um, the point I was making to my dear brother was that, you know, you can you can be scared of the change or you can be open-minded enough, which is uh, something I always have. And have. we've been on, we've been, I've been hosting the show, what, uh, working on a year and a half now. And I've long stated that the best way to handle the Uranus energy is to remain flexible, remain open-minded, and by all means, you initiate the change. That's all he's doing is operating in that Uranus that's conjunctive sun that I told you all about last week. He doing what he want to do. That's why Uranus is about individuality and rebelliousness. You're not asking permission. You're just coming on the scene, changing stuff, upheavals, reversals, suddenly. So instead of whining about it, that's not going to change what he's doing. You precipitate and initiate. That's why we're at a new moon now. That's why we're in, at a new a new new moon season now. We're two days out. We're in our final two days, um, closing out Capricorn new moon season. And here on Friday, boom, Aquarius new moon energy hits. And for for many of us, it's already kind of here in our mind, in our psyche, in our soul that we're ready for something new. And we're ready for that new thing to to be new, new on top of new with a new moon in Aquarius because Aquarius governs that new thing, that breakthrough thing, that cha- that thing that the change has caused, the change itself. And so, uh, and that was my brother's parting words to me. I was so delighted to hear him say that um, and, you know, as a result of our com- quick conversation, not too long, just standing in line together, chatting, was that he was going to be, he was going to leave from there and, and had made up in his mind to be the change. You could tell when he, when he first started talking to me about it, he didn't expect me to say what I said. But I inspired something in him. Uranus rules that flash of insight, that sudden thing. It's an air sign. You may get inspired by a flash of insight, a flash of awareness, lightning striking, you know, that same kind of energy where you become awakened, just like the electric shock I described last week when I said, okay, if somebody laying on that cold slab, concrete, and they need to be revitalized, what you going to put on them? You're going to put that shock treatment on them. You're going to give them that electric jolt. You're going to try to shock that thing back to going. And so maybe we needed this representation of Uranus to come along with his Gemini self. 
to inspire us, to shock us back to life. That's why I said him, the other, there was another um, gentleman I just randomly met out, and he, you know, I threw him off, I know, with my whole stance on this thing. And it really comes down to, okay, you've been shocked. You, some unexpected things happen now, what? If you weren't the cause of the unexpected change, then it's about being open-minded, flexible, and making the adjustment. Make the adjustment. Don't whine and moan about it. Make the adjustment. And if you, and, and if you have, by all means, my highest suggestion is always going to be to you be the change, you initiate the change, you step out of your box, you step out of your comfort zone, you reverse some things. Okay, you've been eating three ice creams a week. Reverse reverse that. So do, shock your own self. Do a sudden reversal and just say, you know what, for the entirety of new moon in Aquarius season, until it's new moon in Pisces season in a month. I'm a I'm a shock my own self and I'm not gonna have no ice cream till then. You know what I mean? That's the energy. You not the Uranus governs rebellion, not for rebellion's sake, but for rebellion for the sake of being your independent free self. Uranus rules freedom. All the the man is doing is exercising his freedom. Now, unfortunately, he's trying to curtail some freedoms of others in the process, and that just energetically and spiritually, you can easily see how that's gonna go. You can't, you don't, you can't do that. You can, but you gotta be open and flexible, <laughs> and willing to accept uh, the consequences of that. But minus curtailing someone else's freedom. Uh, let, just allow, don't take your feelings out of it. Aquarius ain't no feeling sign. It ain't about feeling good. It ain't about feeling right. It ain't about none of that. It's about freedom. And I want you to look at it more from the eyes of this person is exercising their freedom like a mug. <laughs> just. Whatever they want to do, they came through the door just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, don't care, ain't asked nobody, ain't thought about nobody, you know what I mean? And I know for a fact that if you're listening to this show, you have, Aquarius is not a jackass, I'm not trying to describe that energy, well, it, can, it can be, you know, at times just that it, it can come off that way, but the point of it is that there is an objective detachment that you can access in Aquarius energy that still cares. Come on, Aquarius rules humanitarianism and humanitarian causes and friendships and networks and groups, uh, groups that we associate with. So it's not like you can't, it rules friendships. You can't be an asshole per se to everybody and have friends. So it's not about that. It's just about being able to go hang out with your friends 
and then go home or go hang out with your your Aquarius energy. That's why the colors of Aquarius, like okay, Aries is red, right? That's easy. Uh, Sagittarius has been associated with purple and gold and colors like that. Aquarius is the freaking rainbow. It's all the colors in the spectrum, like a prism. Beautiful. So it's not an inner, it's, it really runs a gamut with all the things, various energies that it entails and includes and covers. I told you all last week about uh, networking and social media and technology and the future. So it, it, it has a feel of this energy you can't really just put in a box. It governs thinking outside of it. So step outside of your, if you're feeling uncomfortable right now, good. Yes. Exactly. That's that's exactly where you need to be. Not feeling uncomfortable as in, you know, but just uncomfortable as in time to make a change. I'm no longer comfortable with the status quo. I'm no longer comfortable with the routine. I want to break up the routine. That's what old boy coming on the scene doing. He breaking it up. Oh, you thought it was going one way. I'm suddenly reversing it. Do that in your own life. That way you're not subject to no outside influences of this energy doing it for you. That's the whole point. Instead of sitting around waiting on some change, be it, and you'll be much happier with the results. Because you see what happening. You see what's happening right now when we sit around and wait on somebody to do something for us. Wait on them to create change. Now you see what what happens then. So take that as a lesson. We're not being pitiful around here. We're being powerful. So we're going to take it as a lesson to initiate necessary change in our own lives for the benefit of, yeah, the group, yeah, us all, but that us, us, us also, us first, being the change that we want to see outside of us. That happens inside first. Then we see the reflection beyond us. So I just wanted to lead with that, continue to kind of break down this Aquarius energy for us all and uh, how it relates to the things that we're seeing all around us and kind of, especially with the energy I was really channeling when I first got on the air today, which was more like a, a nervous, I was getting hot, just like that's that heat, that electricity. Pumping, flowing, fast, moving, and not necessarily calming it down, but directing it, having a focus, focusing this energy. When lightning finally hits somewhere, what what does it do? You don't know when it's coming. You don't know where it's going to hit. But when it hits, I know you don't want to be close to it. I know you don't want it to hit you. It's that fire. It's going to burn that tail up (laughs) 
or whatever it is. People tend not to survive if they actually have been hit by lightning. So don't allow that to scare you. Allow it to empower you and allow it to spur you on to wherever you need to strike in your life, be it to burn something to a crisp that need that needs to go on with this Capricorn new moon season that's going on or that needs to revitalize something, something maybe more than likely in you. I mean, if you're revitalized, do you think it's going to affect your relationships? If you're shocked back to life, do you think it's going to affect your work? Your career, your family, going to affect everything. Last week, I know for a fact that I ended uh, with some new moon and Aquarius horoscopes, and I only got to do Aquarius, so y'all are in for a treat. I'm going to finish those out before we jump into the week ahead. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe I saw someone with their hand up, so let's see. Okay. They, uh, I must have <laughs> inspired an answer already. So let us move on. Aquarius, I hooked y'all up last week. You would, um, at the, um, the very last thing I mentioned last week, so it's at the end of the recording, is the Aquarius horoscope. Taurus, here at the new moon in Aquarius, you are experiencing this through... And it's not going to be easy, Taurus, because you got the sun and the moon squaring your energy, okay? Especially the deacon one, Taurus is born April 20th to 30th. But you ha- you're having it in a, a beautiful area of your chart, the 10th house, that this new energy is going to inspire you towards new goals. Your life direction is coming um, for activation, um, your career, um, making progress with a goal, maybe a goal you've already had, and so it's not new, but you're seeing some new progress with it based on some new energy, maybe something's getting shocked back to life in your career or with a goal that you've already had going or maybe inspired with a new one. Under this influence, you can also, um, because of this revitalization in this area of your life and in your consciousness that you're focused on your career and life direction, you could end up making a really good impression on somebody that, you know, that can make a difference. Um, You could get some recognition or praise for for things that you've done. This 10th house area is the area of accomplishment where the success and rewards are that come from all the hard work you've been putting in. So you could also take on a position of authority with something for a new responsibility. But I want you to keep in mind, my Tauruses, um, the challenges with this sun squaring your energy coming from, you know, events, other people, but likely from masculine energies, which clearly could be a woman, but more masculine men, bosses, teachers, that kind of energy. Um, 
you could feel kind of challenged by these people, you know, arguments, pressure, and then that kind of challenges your, what you want, what you're focus, focusing your energy on and your will. And so um, the main thing for you right now is going to be to hold hold what you got towards, hold what you got till you get what you want. Um, you may have to take a defensive approach since you're dealing with a sun square. That could be challenging, testing, somebody testing you. So you may have to keep a defensive approach, just kind of staying ready <laughs> to keep from having to get ready, but continuing to focus that will, energy, attention, what you want, especially as it relates to where you're headed. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this, this energy, Taurus, is going to last through February 26th, okay? So this, you, you're going to sit with this sun square energy for a while. And it you, it it can feel like pressure is being added to you personally or professionally, but you're being that's why this season is about change, Taurus, and that's why you're having a sun square because squares mean change. Squares mean you're gonna turn a corner, you're gonna do something different. Uh, either that or you're gonna hit a wall. <laughs> when you hit that wall, it means it's time to turn, turn that corner. And so uh, you could be still feeling like you're being forced to make change or compromise, but change in the season of change is good, Taurus. So don't it's it's all good. You got this, okay? Scorpio, Scorpio, you are dealing with the Sun Square also. So everything I just said for Taurus, you can pretty much keep in mind for yourself. The only difference is instead of this pinnacle of the tenth house and progress being made and success and rewards from hard work, you're dealing with um, the new moon and Aquarius from the exact opposite energy, the fourth house, where you're starting from the bottom. Taurus is here, and you're, but you're starting from the bottom, and in six months, you'll be where Taurus is. Um, so, you know, same thing with the challenges to your authority, potential arguments and pressure from others. But more, the focus is more so on the home front, okay, Scorpio? It's a new moon, so you can put, it's, it's all good, Scorpio, because it's a new moon. You can set some new intentions, infuse some new energy, plant some new seeds, and, and, and determine to bring back to life any fourth house-related areas for yourself over the next month, home, home improvement, family, family uh, gatherings. Um, uh, fourth house is more about where you're comfortable in your core, you know, your inner foundation. So it may be a little more effort, Scorpio, that you need to put into getting out of that comfort zone. Um, that's what this new moon is about, but you're just experiencing it through an area where it could be a, a little more effort required to do that, okay? But you're in the a beautiful position, Scorpio, to start something from the ground up that six months from now you can be in Taurus's position and experiencing the rewards and the success that come from that. Okay? You have you you initiate changes now to have success on the home front. And six months from now when you're having this energy in the tenth house, you can Enjoy some of that as well. It's going to benefit both. That's why they're on the same axis, fourth and tenth house. I see an MC, fourth house cusp and tenth house cusp. They're related. 
So definitely it's an emotional house, Scorpio. You're an emotional water sign anyway. So one thing that can definitely assist you during this time is getting in touch with those emotions, okay, and strengthening yourself internally and and setting new moon intentions and planting new seeds from that position, from a position of emotional strength, okay? It's your, your ego, your will, what you want. Your ability to focus your energy is on the line, Sun is squaring you, your energy too, Scorpio. So you may feel the pressure for on the home front. You may feel challenges to your authority there. Or just even pressure internally to get to a place of emotional strength. But you can do it. You've got to change. It's the season of change. We all have to change. You may be forced to make a change or feel like you are or compromise. Hold what you got, Scorpio, okay? Leo, Leo, you are dealing with the Aquarius new moon from the seventh house. Since Aquarius is exactly opposite Leo, that's six six houses away. That puts you in the seventh house. So you're not dealing with the sun square like Taurus and Scorpio, Leo. You've got the sun opposition, okay? Still a, a potentially challenging and difficult energy, if you're not able to find the balance between the two energies, okay? But you're experiencing the new moon in Aquarius through the house of balance, the seventh house of Libra, okay? So throw some Venus on it. It could be a little easier or more comfortable for you to make certain changes, especially, Leo, in them ships, in those relationships, the new moon, you could enter into a new relationship or partnership. You could make a compromise, a new compromise, or strike a balance within yourself or within a relationship in your life. You could negotiate something that could be a new thing that you do within the context of a relationship, negotiate, or get an opportunity to do something with another person, a partner, or even support someone else in your life. Um, it's given presented with the opportunity to do to do so. So, like I said, that balancing energy of that seventh house of harmonizing, being diplomatic and tactful, you know, being willing to compromise and see both sides should really benefit you, Leo. You normally, if I see a sun opposition like this to your deacon, especially especially to your sign, especially deacon one, Leo's those born July twenty third to August second. And the yeah. Uh oh, the Scorpio Deacon that's most exactly affected I didn't mention is October twenty third to November first, Deacon One. But my Deacon One Leo's you're being given a gift because at the time of sun opposition, you've got access to this really good balancing, harmonizing, beautiful energy, okay? So your ego could be getting getting in the way of achieving what you want, Leo, which as a Leo, that's highly possible. But it's also possible that someone else's ego, since it's the opposition and you could be experiencing opposition from someone else, um, that it that it could be someone else attempting to get in the way of you achieving what you want. Um, but continue. You may have to fight. It's an opposition. You may have to fight, not 
physically. Come on. But you may have to fight to express. The sun is about expression of your identity, and you may have to fight to do that because that's what you must do because you know that that's what you must do to reach your goals, especially your goals in relationships. You want to be your true self in a partnership, even if it's business, relationship, uh, and as well you should be. But what you may find, especially when we're talking about strike, may be possibly having to strike a balance if the tug of war is too much for you and, and you have access to this compromising energy, you may have to tone down your self-assertion of your true identity. I'm not saying don't express who you really are. I'm just saying you may have to tone it down. I know that's not a real Leo thing to do, and that's where you you may have to put forth a little more energy, but it's something you can do because it just requires you. You don't need anybody else to participate. You don't need, need anybody else to agree or harmonize with you. You need to harmonize with yourself to say, okay, I'm a Leo, and I like to be on center stage, and I like the spotlight to be on me, but I'm having a new moon in an area of my chart that is focused on others. So I may have to tone, I may have to share the spotlight, period. And that may that may help you get a little closer. We got a month here on the short term to get some stuff some new things accomplished some 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 breakthrough things come on it's aquarius new moon season someone wants to break through so if you have to tone down your self assertion just a little bit leo i think it'll be well worth it if you if it ends up putting you in a position to achieve your goals especially in relationships okay uh same with you guys. It's gonna this influence that the sun opposing your sign is gonna last through the February. The influence is gonna last through February 26. Okay, Gemini, you are having the new moon in Aquarius through your Sagittarius house, your ninth house of adventure. Okay, and expansion and growth and advancement and positivity and optimism. So, Gemini, you can definitely pursue new opportunities to do just that, new opportunities to expand your life, new opportunities to travel, new opportunities to have new experiences. New, You can pursue a new course of study, and, or you can benefit from being more Sagittarius, like, okay, Gemini, more bold, more adventurous. Okay, this is a really good energy, Gemini, to have an Aquarius new moon through because Aquarius already is about freedom and rebellion and, you know, living this, it's just coming out as living this electrified life, just full of life, full of energy, revitalized. And so with that ninth house of energy, Gemini, it's real beautifully similar in in that the freedom aspect and the roaming and the expansion and the growing and the going and the traveling, the long-distance journeys, okay? 
I know it's directly opposite your energy, Gemini, but it's also where you can stand to really grow since it's on the other end of the spectrum from you, okay? Who is this? Gemini? Oh, Gemini, y'all like variety anyway, so just think of it like that. Like, you're just, you know, that outside-of-the-box energy to pursue and expand and travel and experience new things. Once again, the best way to handle this Aquarius Uranus energy is to be open, remain flexible, be ready to turn the corner. Cause some, now, y'all don't act like you don't like Aquarius Uranus energy. Come on. If somebody walked up to you today out the blue, lightning striking, uh, out of, look, <laughs> sudden and unexpected reversal with a million-dollar check in their hand, blank check, just enough room to write your name in it, that would be some Uranus Aquarius change that you could fool with, right? You you could probably begin to make some adjustments to accommodate the million-dollar change you just experienced, huh? <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about, y'all. That, that is the, the open-mindedness and the flexibility and the adaptability you you it would benefit you to have as we're embarking upon this new moon in Aquarius season because it's a positive star sign. Beautiful things can happen under this energy, and you want to be on the right side of it. So either you want to be initiating this stuff, Gemini, or you want to be open to what it, whatever wants to break through into your life, okay? Libra. Libra, you and who is that? Yeah, you and uh, Gemini are both dealing with the trine, okay? It might as well be new moon in Libra Gemini season two because y'all have really good, easy, effortless access to this Aquarius new moon energy, okay? So just like with Gemini, able to kind of enjoy expanding and traveling and you know, feeling this lightness, Libra, you've got the fifth house influence, okay? So um, creative projects, Libra, a new hobby. We're thinking new here, new creative projects, new hobbies, Um, spending more time with a loved one, someone you love. Uh, 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 Fifth house is the house of romance and dating, so your dating life could pick up um, easily under this influence, Libra, okay? You could meet someone really exciting. You could plan uh, for a romantic getaway, just anything fun and enjoyable. Libra fifth house is the house of fun. That's why I say it might as well be Aquarius new moon season because you should be feeling, you, you have access to great feelings, okay? So by all means, Libra, connect, connect to your inner child. What new thing does your inner child want to do? You know what I mean? Um or you could see something new, a new opportunity presented to your child if you have a child, any children. So the sunshine for both you and Gemini, uh, Libra, is speaking of relationships that are harmonious. And these relationships are harmonious, Libra and Gemini, because of you, because of you feeling like, the, oh, this might be, you know, feeling like this is your season too. You're feeling good, feeling calm, feeling balanced on the inside. It's it's that that influences, like I said, it's that the thing that pertains to you that will 
end up influencing the people around you. The plans that you have, Libra and Gemini, should work out. Goals that you have, Libra and Gemini, should be more easily achieved during Aquarius New Moon season this year. And others tend, under this influence of the sun trining your energy, tends not to stand in your way, okay? Because you're just you're experiencing less resistance from other people, unlike Taurus, Scorpio, and and um, Leo, who are dealing with you know more challenging influences, the squares and the oppositions. Um, so you you can expect favors, Libra and Gemini. Okay, you can expect career advancement, and it, it's once again it's because of you. You're feeling good. You're feeling at ease. You're feeling increased confidence. You're feeling a fresh boost of energy. You're feeling all revitalized and shocked back to life. Perfect time to make a new start, new moon, new start, Libra and Gemini, in your personal or professional life, okay? Of Gemini, ninth house, it runs the gamut. You can you can expand. You. Gemini, you could expand. You could re- you could read a new book over the next month, and you will have fulfilled an aspect of that Sagittarius energy. Okay, just to give you an example, anything that any experience um, that expands your mind is going to be, um, be included in that Sagittarius. Sagittarius, you know y'all sextile Aquarius, um, and so. It's it's a good thing. Third house, the mind, the mental house, Sagittarius, you could definitely have a new mental pursuit, which could include something like reading a new book or something also. But likely, third house is a busy energy. So I don't know if you'll have time to sit around and read a book. You could. But new um, small projects, um, third house is a house of ideas. You could pursue a new idea. You could, um, like I said, it's a busy house to kind of have energy activated in, so your schedule could easily fill up over the next month. Um, third house also governs short-term projects. Um, and so definitely, Sagittarius, if you start something new this particular new moon season, it's more than likely going to be something you can get in and out of. It's probably going to be something short-term, okay, as opposed to the energy by being a Sag that you're normally affiliated and associated with more long-term energies or long-distance journeys. This is more going to be sociable. Um, it's a sociable energy, and you and it's about learning and gathering information and studying. It governs elementary school age children, you know. So it's that idea of learning, gathering information, mental processes where something new can be born. Once again, your energy is sextile Aquarius, so the sun is sextiling your energy. Um, definitely through February 26th, like I've been mentioning to everybody else, um, and and you could experience this sun sextile as power of personal expression, which should, you know, help Sagittarius third house is also the house of communication. And so the sun, once again, being the self-expression of your identity and this third house of communication that you're having a transit through this new moon season um, can definitely aid and guide you in any efforts of self-promotion, Sagittarius, also Aries, by the way. 
um, the, the same sun sextile influence can be read for Aries as well, who I'm going to get to next. Um, so any self-promotion, any achievement of goals should, you know, be flowing for you right now if you take the initiative. It is not a trine like with um, Libra and Gemini. It's a sextile, so you got to make that move, okay? It's not falling in your lap, but the energy is there. You should be feeling confident, Sagittarius and Aries. You should be feeling proud and enthusiastic, okay? Like I said, this is a positive star sign, Aquarius, okay? But you, y'all got some added assistance of good flowing energy, Sagittarius and Aries. So this is going to be a really good time for you both to make real progress with things that mean a lot to you, okay? The sun talks about where we place our focus, um, where we focus our energy. So work, relationships, long-term goals, personally and professionally, this is that season, okay? And for Sagittarius, it's probably going to be third house of that local neighborhood, your usual haunts, your routine, running errands, that whole thing, it could be in that area where something new is initiated. Now, a lot of times I can talk about new things kind of happening to you, but once again, this is the energy that you want to be on the initiating side of it if you can be by any means. It's a new moon anyway. So you're going to be fulfilling this Aquarius energy of doing something new if you're doing your new moon-ish, writing down some new goals, doing something new towards each one of those goals over the course of the next month, heavily in the first two weeks before the full moon. The full moon is where you get to see where how you've been doing. Aries. Same thing, sun sextile, but you got the 11th house transit, okay? So you can pursue a new opportunity or opportunity to achieve a dream, okay? Make a dream, a wish. The 11th house Aries is the house of hopes, wishes, and dreams. I love this energy. I love it. I'm actually reading a new book, astrology book, about new moons, specifically Aries. And this is actually the house where you can get a lot of stuff done energetically and spiritually and wish-wise and what you want-wise, FYI, Aries. You just so happen to be having the transit through that house. So let me tell you, all mama's Aries out there, I don't care if it's sun and Aries, moon and Aries, rising Aries. This your new moon right here. You having an Aquarius new moon through your Aquarius house. I want y'all to jump on that. You Aries, y'all gonna jump on it anyway. Y'all ain't waiting on. Y'all don't need no introduction to jump on nothing. Your heart is into it. Y'all are dealing with the sun sextile as well. Like I said, for Sagittarius, okay, Aries. So y'all got access to that heat, that fire. You know, that's just going to amp up, amplify the fire you already burning, just being you, being Aries. And so this is that new moon where you can pursue that opportunity with gusto to achieve a dream, make a wish come true. You be your own genie, 
<laughs> you know what? I'm going to grant myself. Look, come on, Aries. I'm going to grant myself three wishes. <laughs> if you want to focus the energy, you know what I mean? Like I told y'all when I first got on the call today, the um, the show today, the air, that some this energy can be erratic. It's an unconventional, unusual, eccentric energy. And your nerve, it, it rules the nerves and the nervous system. And sometimes low vibrationally, your nerves could get frayed. You could burn out. Look, this electrical wires just burn out. Or you can focus that stream of electrical energy, that, that, that lightning, you can focus that. I know in real life you can't, you don't know when, where it's going to hit. But I'm saying you be the lightning. Aries, you be the lightning to shock, to shock, you shock your life with some wish fulfillment in the next month, okay, Aries? I would love to be having the new moon through 11,000, but I'm going to work out the houses I got access to. Aries, you can also make some new friends, 11th house. Once again, I've been describing this energy the entire show. It's the same Aquarius energy of friends and networking groups that you associate with. So you could easily make new friends under this influence. You could join a new group. Um, You could benefit from being like an Aquarius, independent, Come on. What what did I say earlier? You ain't waiting. You're Aries anyway, so you're not waiting on anybody. But the Aquarius energy, yes, you can be part of a group. That's why I said it's like it's the rainbow. It's the spectrum because it's all the same thing, but it's so different. (laughs) I love this energy. But it's the independence that you're going to benefit from exhibiting over the next month, okay, Aries, which should ring familiar to you. Uranus has been transiting through Aries, okay? So this should not be a foreign energy to you. You just may get a hell of a lot done. Yeah, I'm going to keep it at three wishes. I was going to scale it back to one. Hook yourself up with three wishes. The sun is sextiling your energy. You have an opportunity to focus your will. Focus what you want. Focus on what you want. Focus your ego on being original, being like an Aquarius, independent, original, and able to think outside the box, able to maneuver outside of your comfort zone flawlessly, effortlessly. People are going to wonder how in the heck you did it. Okay? You and Sagittarius got that sextile. Work it out. Capricorn. Capricorn, you are having Aquarius new moon through your second house, okay? So with all this fast-paced energy, you may actually, and by nature, your your energy is a little slower because you're an earth sign, and you're experiencing the Aquarius new moon through an earth house, the second house, the Taurus house, okay? So consider this. Consider from the standpoint of not necessarily slower moving for you over the next month, but more stability and groundedness, stick to itiveness, determination on a low vibration, very low stubbornness, okay? 
But it also is a money house, Capricorn. I know you like the sound of that. Second house, you definitely have opportunity over the next month to pursue a new financial opportunity, a new financial venture. You could turn something like a hobby into something profitable. The second house is the house of our abilities. Come on, talents and skills, okay? And so these things, financial opportunities and ventures, turning something that you like to do into something that can make you money, these things can bring that stability I was talking about that you're you're likely to experience over the next month if you step outside of your comfort zone like everybody else. Um, you could also experience some opportunities to ground yourself. Taurus house, the second house, it governs all the five senses, okay? So you're probably – Whatever new thing you're doing, whatever corner you're turning, whatever you're shocking back to life or breakthrough you're having, it's it's likely to be something that is pleasant to the senses, okay, something you can really sink your teeth into, something you can take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass and, let, and languish in, okay? That's second house is ruled by Venus. So I want you to consider your money, what you value, your valuables, your self-esteem, self-confidence. Come on. I want you to consider that when you're considering how you can ground yourself more and feel more centered, okay, and stable emotionally. That's kind of your gauge over the next month. I know there's a lot of Aquarius, Uranus, electricity, energy in the air, but you need to consider if you feel stable, if you feel grounded, if you're able to, it's the sun and the moon. So, yeah, you can consider your feelings, but also how you're able to express yourself, Capricorn. Are you able to express yourself in these grounded ways, in these more emotionally centered ways? Of course, as I start talking about Capricorn, a Capricorn is calling me on my phone. <laughs> um, you can also benefit to that. You can benefit from that um, determined, stick-to-itive energy, okay? You're going to benefit more from a slow, steady approach. Like I said, that's your your earthy energy anyway. It should, you should like it. Out of all the signs I've read for so far, this you're the one that seems like most probably, most likely to kind of feel like you are staying in a comfort zone. Second house is ruled by Venus, so it is about ease and comfort. But even you, Capricorn, it is a new moon, and I want you to consider what you can do new that is going to benefit your finances, that is going to benefit the stability of your life, that is going to benefit your emotional stability and centeredness, okay? We all turning corners over here, even you. Virgo, you, my other beautiful earth sign ruled by Mercury, are experiencing the new moon in Aquarius through your Virgo house, okay? So you could easily, um, when it comes to work, health, your lifestyle, your daily routine, um, you could see some new energy, you know, be infused in that area for you by way of starting a new work project if you're not necessarily being offered a new work opportunity, um, or just starting new work that you're excited about, or or even as it relates to your routine, creating a new routine, getting organized, starting as it relates to your health, starting a new health regimen, 
or even streamline TikToks is about efficiency because it's really detail oriented. So you could be streamlining, you could be infusing your life with new initiatives that allow you to be more efficient. Which Virgo, you know all about it. Six houses is the Virgo house, so it's easy to get stressed out here. You detail oriented, nitpicky, focus on every little detail. And it's cool because that does help in the streamlining of things because you paid attention to the details that allow you to get more organized and your routine to flow better. I want you guys to make sure you're not – I know you want to be productive, okay? And I don't want – especially not in Aquarius new moon season do I want to uh, suggest for you to slow down or, you know, curb yourself in any way. But this is this should feel good, Virgo. I'm familiar with a couple of Virgos. You this is a positive star sign. Once again, you should feel good if you're feeling stressed at any point during a, excessively stressed. We experience stress constantly, but we tend to manage it and know what to kind of do with it to to deal with it or to relieve it. What I'm telling you is if you deal with any excessive stress in the new moon and Aquarius season, I want you to consider how your root, your daily routine and your lifestyle, how you can infuse new energy into it that can begin to help alleviate some of that stress. Okay, Virgo? Cancer, you and Pisces are experiencing the Aquarius new moon through water houses, and you both are water signs. So this could be very emotional season for you. Emotional does not have to be bad, um, uh, especially cancer. Cancer, you're experiencing the Aquarius new moon through your eighth house of Pluto and Scorpio, so it could be intense, but you really could infuse some new energy into your life that could lead you to a major transformation, okay, Cancer? You could even enter into a new eighth house governed shared resources. So you could enter into a new partnership where you do share resources, like a business or a mutually beneficial project or venture with someone. That's awesome. At once, just like with Capricorn, Cancer, you're experiencing this new moon through a money house. But unlike Capricorn, who's going to be bringing in these new streams of income, by their own talent, skills, and abilities. Cancer, I want you to consider the people you're connected to, partnered up with, that that you are in relationship with, and um, how their wealth of resources could ultimately benefit you. Not that you're gunning for their resources, but that you are focusing on your own transformation, eighth house, um, focusing on research, eighth house, investigating or uncovering something. You know, this is all beautiful ways to to infuse new energy into this eighth house area that could end up, you know, benefiting you through others' resources, okay? Pisces, um, 12th house, okay? You're experiencing the Aquarius new moon through your Pisces house. So, you could definitely be doing some new things, Aquarius New Moon, with endings, okay? You could be doing some new things behind the scenes or in the background, okay? 
And when I say with endings, I mean you could be make, make, taking or making some new initiatives that aid you in letting go of something, okay, Pisces, that aid you in eliminating something from your life. And 12th house, of course, as you well know, Pisces, is a spiritual house. And so you can pursue, you can have new Gemini. By the way, ninth house is the house of, uh, the house of religion, and you could have some new religious pursuits. Okay, I thought I'd throw that in there. I didn't say that earlier. And but back to Pisces, your intuition can also be a really strong guide for you and so like I said, this water energy that y'all have access to over the Aquarius new moon, please don't underestimate the power, especially at a dark moon, you know, to um be intuitively guided, intuitively inspired, especially here at an Aquarius new moon, you know, it could come out of nowhere. And you could do, definitely Pisces with the 12th house influence, it's a selfless energy and you could do something for someone else or make a sacrifice for someone with, over the next month, okay? Who, Lord, y'all. I got, um, I didn't get to, I had some Mars and Aries, uh, horoscopes for you guys, but I'm not going to do two back-to-back horoscopes like that. What I will mention uh, regarding Mars and Aries that um, happened goes exact. Mars enters Aries this Friday, the day of the new moon in Aquarius, January 27th. Mars enters Aries at 11.39 p.m. Central, okay? And it'll be there through March the 9th when it enters Taurus, all right? While it is there, Mars is going to be at home. Mars rules Aries. So Mars transiting through Aries by the end of this week is going to feel like a power boost. Mars is our drive and our energy and our passions and is moving into Aries, another fiery, passionate, bold, daring, courageous sign that it governs. So our energy could be real, our drive, our energy, our passions, our sex, um, the way we fight. It could be really spontaneous. It could be really, you know, courageous. People are really not going to be afraid. It's already Aquarius season and people don't care. But, boy, Mars and Aries, when you talk about Mars, you're talking about the actions that we take. You're talking about our, you're, we're talking about our physical movement in our bodies, okay? And so these, this is what can be spontaneous. This is what can be crazy. People are going to be real bold. <laughs> They're not going to be talking about it. They're going to be doing it. And you can take that. I hope you're taking that in the highest way possible, getting some ish done. Mars and Aries going to get it done. And so uh, Aries is also a real competitive energy. It's masculine. And so it's it's uh, our competitive spirits could be, you know, uh, activated and, and could become well-developed um, during this time frame. Um, Aries is about winning. If 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 Aries talks about competition, what you think you're going to do? Win, okay? The actions that you take, you want it to lead to you winning. Mars and Aries is self on self, 
like Aries is this, the area of space that governs the self, selfishness, your own interest. So knowing that this is coming up, you know, know that for yourself and for others, okay? When when Mars and when when I'm t- talking to people about their astrology and Mars energy comes up, Mars in Aries energy, it talks about leadership because you're b- bold and brave and courageous and you're ready to go. You're not waiting on nobody. So it's about leadership, standing up and being. The, uh, the Aries motto is I am. So, so you're taking act. We are going to be taking actions based out of that. Okay, we want to win. It's an it's going to be an active time. Uh, probably single-minded, as you well know, Aries is that first sign. So yeah, you're probably going to get a lot started or off the ground that you can, you know, maintain or develop. Focus on maintaining and um, and developing later. But right now is the impetus energy, just getting it going. Okay, uh, and it's a confident energy, like I said, bold, brave. Um, our actions, once again, the actions that we're going to be taking between January 27th and March the 9th are going to be direct, okay, boldly direct. We're trying to get from where we're at now to where we want to go the quickest way. Aries is a fire sign, Mars is a fire energy. We're trying to burn up everything standing in our way. Bold, courageous, confident, single-minded, forward-looking, spontaneous. Win. We want to win, and we want to do it ASAP. Um, Now, some of the lower vibrations of Mars transiting through Aries from January 27th to March 9th that you should be at least aware of so you can make sure you're manifesting it a lot higher is impatience. Come on, Aries, tell the truth. Arrogance, impulsiveness, short-lived. Like I say, you're going to be real good at starting stuff, but not necessarily focused on the finish line, just making sure you get out the starting block, right? That's a lower manifestation when you're not concerned about the finish line at all. And then um, being unreflective because, you know, in Aries it's all about you. (laughs) It's all about me. And so that's a lower vibrational manifestation is being unreflective and self-centered, okay? And I do have horoscopes for that. If y'all want to click on the one-click email access to Mama Dada in the episode information, I will be more than happy to send that to you. Fine. Okay. So here we are. What are we? Ooh. Oh, we're over an hour in. So I got about 50 minutes to jump into this week ahead for y'all. But this Aquarius, y'all know I've been talking about Aquarius and the Moon for like the past three shows. I was, I, I've been ready for this. I'm so, so happy it's finally here. And so I had to go on and put that emphasis on the front end of this show just to make sure, because I'm finna max all the way out, okay? And so I want to put y'all in a position to do the exact same thing. I'm listening to my mama's babies when I talk to y'all every week. I, I'm I'm overflowing with 
pride and thankfulness and happiness that I'm talking to my mama's babies this week so far. And I'm asking them how they feeling. It's a mo- it's a new moon, so it's about it's about feelings. I want to know how they feeling. And they are literally describing the energy of this time. We're in a gibbous moon phase right now these last three days before the new moon. Everybody should be in a position right now, number one, feeling like 12th house energy, meditative, come on, relaxed. You don't need to be frazzled right now. We're going to have a new moon. Anybody around you that's clowning, acting a fool, and got a whole bunch of energy to put into nothing, get them squares about your circle. But as for me and my mama's babies, we're in this position where we know we're about to embark upon something new. And so we're putting ourselves in a position to be ready for that new thing. And and right now, being ready means being meditative, being reflective. It means resting. It means um, accepting and forgiving and surrendering. And it means prioritizing yourself um, by way of extreme self-care practices. One of my mama's babies said they had uh, done one of the activities they tend to do when they want to relax, and I was just so proud. I was like, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. Amazing. I didn't have to tell you that. That's why I always tell y'all that we are the microcosm of the external macrocosm. This new moon is not happening outside of you. Something new is happening inside of you right now. It's about to bust through, break through in just a few days. How do you want to (laughs) when somebody walk up to you with a blank check for a million dollars? Do you want to be frazzled in your feelings, angry, tired, woe out, broke, busted, disgusted? Or do you want to meet your breakthrough with enthusiasm and preparedness and readiness with an open heart of flexibility and an open mind, ready for change? In Aquarius season, my babies, change can happen at any moment. We're in Aquarius season now. But this new moon want to do something new. Your life could look completely different a month from now. Are you ready? Do you want it? Or do you want to stay in your box, in your comfort zone? All right, let's get into it. Week ahead, Sunday, January 29th through Saturday, February the 4th. We got uh, here at the, actually the end of this week, I didn't mention it last week, but we've got <clears throat> Saturday, 11.52, right at the tail end of this week, 11.52 p.m. Central, the moon sextile Saturn, and it goes void for 10 hours. So we start our week ahead off with the moon void. Okay, we all know what that means by now. Uh, it'll be Saturday night, and it, uh, the moon will finally enter Pisces Sunday 
late rising, 10, 10 a.m. Central. So, yeah, you'll wake up Sunday with the moon void, but <laughs> it ain't going to do nothing but go into Pisces, which has a void field kind of to it anyway. So we start the week off just in like this the, the energy I just got through describing that we're living through now, this kind of, hey, we're being reflective right now. We're being we're tapping into our intuition, our spirituality when the moon's gonna in, in Pisces, and when the moon's void, like I was describing, uh, it's 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 overnight Saturday going into Sunday rising. So if anything, it'll probably be some really peaceful sleep. I don't think anybody's initiating too many things or making huge purchases overnight Saturday. So I think we're good. We can just chalk that energy up to some really peaceful sleep, and with the moon going right into Pisces, possibly even some really beautiful dreams um, that intuitively speak messages to us as well. Um, so Sunday, the moon's going to be in Pisces. We're going to want to just be. That's what I'm, That's the energy I'm describing right now. You don't want to be into it with nobody when the new moon comes these last couple of days before the new moon hits. And so that's that same kind of peaceful, meditative, prayer field. We focusing on our intentions. We ain't trying to be into it with nobody. And so then here in the week ahead, as we started out, it's that same energy of just being. Just being. Uh, it's, it's more 12th house energy with Pisces. So it's about wrapping things up. I know that we're com- at at the time that we're in the week ahead and the moon's in Pisces, we're coming out, we're coming right up off of this new moon in Aquarius. So the energy is going to feel really new, and new moon energy is kind of like Aries and Mars energy is like ready to go, and let's do something new, and let's plant our new seeds, and let's express our new intentions, and this new self, this, um, this I'm being shocked back to life. I'm shocking my own self back to life, and I just want to, you know, be free and liberated and express my individuality <laughs> in original ways. And then we embark upon, at the top of the week, being emotionally satisfied by simply being. So you can kind of read that into sun in Aquarius, moon in Pisces, as just being, but just being you. Just being original you, eccentric you, unusual you, individual you. And, and 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 wrapping up, if you're going to be wrapping up anything, wrapping up any emotional dissatisfaction that you've had with just being you and just being, and that just being enough. Just, you know, Sunday, chillax, just be. If you, I'm never, I don't want to suggest, you know, if you go to church or a mosque or whatever that you don't go, just be. If in your just being, you are intuitively Pisces, intuitively led to go, go. But if you're intuitively led in your originality, you're an original individual person. You are not your church. You are not your mosque. You're an individual. And if in that, Intuitively, you're led to go, by all means, go. 
but if you're led to go to the darn lake or waterfall or the park or, you know what I mean, by all means, do that too. The energy we're in now, the Pisces energy, the moon will be in in the week ahead. It ain't about all that striving. <laughs> it ain't about all that conflict. It ain't about all that work that it takes to, it's, it's, it's the very opposite of that. It's Neptune ruled, okay? Enjoy, by all means, enjoy music. That's Neptune ruled. Um, Neptune rules movies. Go see you a movie Sunday. Come on. Art, dance, appreciation, film, photography, theater, seeing a play, nourishing your imagination. There's no rules in Pisces. You're not trying to pin nothing down in Pisces. You just being. Uh, There's also a strong element of forgiveness. Um, if that needs to take place, that's a good energy to do it under. Um, and then create any creative focus, okay? You're taking a step back from your everyday. You're transcending your everyday when the moon is in Pisces and you're rising above that. You're experiencing the spiritual, the sublime, and you're in a mode of deep listening. You're, we're, able to, you're, we're able to deeply listen under this influence and energy as well. Some of the beautiful things, Pisces energy is water energy, of course, and some of the beautiful things to do while the moon is in Pisces is take a long soak, be near the water like the ocean or any the um, nearest body of water to you, um, watching or doing theater, taking in a film festival, meditation, um, a spiritually based retreat, or just being solitary. Yeah, twelfth house is the house of confinement and kind of just getting off to your own, to off to yourself to pray, meditate, enjoy nature um, or the arts or whatever. And Pisces is a very selfless energy, so you also could, if you're not in the mood to be alone, um, it could very well emotionally satisfy you to tend to others. Pisces is a very selfless energy. It's the energy where you're doing stuff and you do not expect anything in return, you're just doing it because you are inspired intuitively to do so. Um, some people, celebrities um, that have natal Pisces uh, moons are Michelle Obama, whoop, whoop, Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King, Kanye West, Prince, RIP, we miss you, Sierra, and Usher, okay? Um, Sierra has hers at 29 degrees too, by the way. Michelle Obama's is at zero. These are like these really critical degrees, and I'm interested in stuff like that. So I just think that's interesting. Prince's was at one degree, his Pisces moon. All right, moving on. Some people are into little tidbits and facts like that. So um, Sunday, later Sunday in the afternoon on the 29th, we've got Mercury aligning with Pluto. Yes, that happens about once a year. Last year it happened twice due to Mercury retrograde, but typically it's just a once a year alignment of Mercury and Pluto. And it's, of course, anything aligning with Pluto is the very planet of power is going to be powerfully felt and experienced. It could be transformative. And if you put Mercury with it, then you could see how it could be mentally transformative, or it could be a message that transforms you, okay? 
when you're dealing with Mercury on Pluto, you're dealing with deep depth. You're dealing with intensity. Pluto is also very extreme, and it's a it's governed Scorpio water energy, so it can be talking about those emotions hooked that are tied into the mental, tied into Mercury. Okay, so that depth and intensity is being added to our thinking and our communications. Not just yours, but you could get some real deep, intense communication from somebody else, okay? that's These are all possibilities uh, leading up to the week ahead because I don't want y'all to just look at Sunday. Oh, Mercury's aligning with Pluto on Sunday. Mercury's aligned with Pluto right now. It's going to be exact Sunday. And so that could be a point of, you know, potency. Um. Pluto is about, like I was describing earlier when I was mentioning the 8th house for whoever has the new moon in Aquarius going through the 8th house, um, the research, the investigation, you know, and it's hooked up with the mercury, the mind. So we're going to want to get to the bottom of things, especially things that are troubling us emotionally, especially things that are troubling us psychologically. We're going to want to get to the bottom of it. We're going to want to uncover you know, the secrets um, through the research and the study and the probing and the questioning, okay? And through that, since we'll be so intense, we're likely to gain a, a thorough, a more thorough understanding of Plutonian things, things that are mysterious, things that are hidden to us, things that are uh, occult-like, even astrology. Astrology, it's not just apparent, oh, Mars, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Oh, okay. No, you got to, baby, I'm here to tell you, you got to research, you got to investigate, you got to uncover, you have to look, you have to look deeply. That's what Pluto's about. It's it's not surface level. You got to go deep. You got to get psychological because, trust me, you study astrology just for a, a minute, and it's going to hit on some stuff you ain't necessarily been thinking about on the surface. So it's that kind of thing. Um, any kind of psychological self-analysis is going to be highly favored because where you could invest this energy into probing and researching and investigating someone else, allowing yourself to focus on you, self-analysis psychologically is going to be a very high vibrational way to manifest this energy leading up to this time and, of course, through through this time. Um, so, yeah, like if you, uh, yeah, I do have to mention it. Uh, low vibrational Pluto can be manipulative. <laughs> it can be manipulative. It can be controlling. It can be jealous and obsessive. So, I got to mention that people can use their mental powers under this influence to deceive others, potentially even themselves, okay? Um, it, the power of persuasion is high, extremely high under this because it's a, a potentially manipulative factor. Okay, on a low vibration, but with the intensity, even on a high vibration, you could be influent, inf- very influential, okay, and others influential to you. As much as you could utilize this energy to to 
spread and share mysteries and occult secrets and astrology and, you know, you, this energy could also be used to spread lies and propaganda and deceptive tactics to manipulate, okay? You accessing these energies in their highest vibration, you don't have to fool with the lower ones, okay? So I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm giving you a heads up so you can make sure you're not involved in no BS like that. Um, it, Pluto, can be since it can be so extreme and intense, it, it tends toward more serious subject matters. This is not a, a kind of play around. Oh, is it, like I said, it's deep. It's not superficial. It's not surface level. So there's not no you know, dance and skip through the lilies kind of energy, this is serious. Um, Pluto can also talk about darker, not just occult, but just even dark, darker subjects um, or the darker side of life like addiction. Come on, we're talking about psychological energy here. Addiction, uh, criminality, you could easily... Um, under this influence, have dealings. If you're vibing that low, you could easily have dealings with, you know, low vibrational entities, criminals, you know, addicts within yourself or others. Um, power struggles, it is Pluto here. So power struggles, mental mind games, you know what I mean, um, on the intellectual level, um, even thought projections, the energy and influence where thought projections can thrive um, or other nonverbal ways of getting into people's psychology, getting into their head, influencing them, manipulating them, okay? You don't want to vibe on that level, I'm saying. Yeah, you can, like, get over on somebody probably under this, in this, under this influence, you know, unsuspecting people up much easier, but do you really want to access this energy on a low vibration? Because you're going to have to deal with everything that come along with it too, and you're going to continue to attract low vibrational energies and entities to you. It's going to continue to cycle through. And since this is occurring around a new moon, you know, where seeds are being planted, you could be dealing with the harvest on that a couple of weeks from now or let, or sooner. So I'm just saying. Uh, because our minds are so intense and serious, you know, and the intensity and the seriousness comes from that passion and power and obsessive energy and intensity and extreme energy to research, investigate. I get when I think of this for me, of course, I do think about astrology. That's how I get. That's how I got where I'm at right now. Just obsessing, <laughs> pretty much. First, over my own astrology, Brother Ampu, you know, introduced me to a lot of this information. And so becoming intimately acquainted, that's why this is a great energy for psychological self-analysis. Astrology is a beautiful, most astrologers are psychologists. They go together. You doing psychological self-analysis and, you know, ordering a birth chart report for me. I'm not saying that to sell you something. I'm saying that because everybody that's got a birth chart report from me, they either email me back or we talk on the phone or a talking person, and they're like, I said, one of my beautiful brothers, he actually printed it out. It's, they end up being about 50, 60 pages all about you. It's like a book. 
and I haven't gotten to the point where I'm binding them and mailing them out myself, so I send it in a PDF format, and my dear brother printed it out, took it, got it bound, just some little cheap binding, but it and but it's in a book on, and I actually visited, and it was on his coffee table, and he just loved it. You could tell by the bent pages he'd be in that thing, just psychologically analyzing his own self, his psychological makeup, his 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 everything about him. And so that's a very high vibrational and positive way to that you can obsess over yourself. You can research your own self to your heart's content, investigate yourself. The beautiful thing about it is it's only going to benefit you much more than doing some old manipulative, controlling, <laughs> deceptive, like that's that bull. Okay, uh, this is the energy where, okay, just like when I got a mama's baby and they got real strong Pluto in their chart, and this per this person don't even know how powerful they are naturally, but they give feedback on their job, they give feedback in their personal life that's like, Whoa, these people were, you know, intimidated by me or scared of me or what just just exuding power and don't and hardly even recognize it in their own self. But others, baby, that's the energy of this transit as well. People can find you so powerful, so extreme, so uh, the energy can be so overbearing and interfering on their end. And you just being powerful, you are exuding power, being, having power activated as a transit like this, and they'll feel like you're staring right into their soul, like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> but look into my soul like that. That's the depth. That's the intensity that this transit holds, okay? So because you, our power to influence under this transit can make others potentially feel threatened, if we find that the intensity is too much for ourselves or others, it's going to be important to relax, okay? It's going to be important to relax. Um, focus on, in that relaxing, yes, you can focus on making profound discoveries, intense transformation. Pluto talks about transformation. You can still tap into this energy high vibrationally. Discover something in, in all your psychological self-analysis. Um, discover something very revealing about yourself from deep within your soul, right? Um, even ancestral links can be tapped into quite easily because it, it's such a deep, intense, highly vibrational and water energy as well. Um, so spiritual transformation is completely possible or transcending physical limitations of your body, of your physical body is possible. It's a beautiful thing. Um, learning to relax, yep, it's going to be important with this aspect because you can easily become, especially with Mercury being involved. Mercury's already a little busy thing, okay? And so then busy and intense. <laughs> so... This is an energy where you can become easily high-strung and could suffer from some nervousness and nervous conditions, okay? Some people born with Mercury aligned with Pluto in their chart, Della Reese, 
Galileo, Whitney Houston, Nicole Ritchie, Angela Bassett, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Demetra George, an astrologer, and Marion Jones, okay? Intensity, penetrating. <laughs> I'm not going to jump too much into it this week just due to time, um, but I will mention that Monday, January the 3rd, 3.01 p.m. Central, Venus does enter the retrograde zone. Yep. Venus is going to retrograde here in another couple of months, I do believe. But I just thought I'd mention that. I'll dig into some more in-depth astrology on the Venus retrograde in 2017 here in another week or two, okay? Uh, Tuesday, January the 31st, 11.36 a.m. Central, the moon conjuncts Venus and goes void for four hours and ten minutes. And so they're kind of pretty much smack dab in the middle of the day on Tuesday. Uh, if you have, like, an interview, just do it earlier. You know, if it can be a, more, a rising morning interview, that'd be great. Um, probably not going on any first dates smack dab in the middle of the day, but, hey, if you were thinking about it, I wouldn't this Tuesday. <laughs> um, after 3.46 p.m. or as of 3.46 p.m., the moon does enter Aries on Tuesday, January the 31st. And so we come out of this emotional satisfaction of being, of just being, (laughs) and we're ready to rock and roll in Aries, okay? And Mercury just conjuncted Pluto. So whatever we have been, you know, intensely thinking about, um, we'll be emotionally satisfied to do something about more than likely as of Tuesday um, later in the afternoon. When the moon is in Aries, you know, we're we're ready to go. We're restless. We're ready to start something, okay? Um, Even from the new moon in Aquarius, it may not be till Tuesday that you, you know, really get this strong impetus that, God damn it, I'm going to take, while this moon is yet new, while this new moon energy is still fresh, going to that Aries energy, you're not sitting on your ass. You out the door. You ready to go. Okay? It's emotionally satisfying you. You're going to be craving it. I want to do, Aries want to do something. Mars that governs Aries wants to do something. And so um, if you have any issues or problems with under an Aries moon, you're going to be bold, courageous, and ready to tackle it head on. Attack it. Okay? Y'all know Aries likes fight. <laughs> fight towards your goals, these new moon initiatives, you know, this intensity um, of Mercury and Pluto, wherever it's transiting in your chart, allow that to just be some fuel. That's some powerful fuel to fuel these new moon initiatives that you want to see fully, man- fully manifested on the short term by the full moon a couple of weeks down the line. Definitely before Aquarius new moon season is over. So if you need the the dynamism, you know, that you may need, the bravado, the courage, you're going to feel like you have emotional access to that as of Tuesday later in the afternoon, okay? Don't, by all means, if you feel like fighting, fight for them goals. Don't fight somebody else. Take that good, valuable, precious, fighting Aries energy and fight for what these wishes 
Come on, Aquarius governs hopes, wishes, and dreams. Fight for them dreams. Fight for, for what you're hoping for. You don't like what you see in society and government politically? Fight for that. Fight for that change. Fight for that breakthrough starting in you. Aries is about self. So you're gonna be, we're going to be emotionally satisfied as of Tuesday afternoon next week to fight for us and what we want, okay? Aries is a warrior. Come on. Aries got a creative, fiery, pioneering spirit. Look, Aries said it, if, if it don't are, if ain't nobody already doing it, we going to do it. We ain't waiting on nobody and we a pioneer. Aries is about leadership. Stand up. You're going to be emotionally satisfied to stand up and take charge of your life. It's an initiating energy. It's a cardinal sign. It's ready to set it off. Rihanna, she was born with Moon in Aries, Whitney Houston, Tyra Banks, Tupac, rest in peace, Janet Jackson, T.I., LeBron James, Malcolm X, Sade, Stevie Wonder, and Chris Rock. They know about that. They know about staying ready. Come on. Not waiting on nobody. Not seeing who's going to do it first. Okay? Tuesday, January 31st, 9.31 p.m. Central, later in that evening. Mercury squares Uranus, okay? So that the Uranus is the one that governs Aquarius that we've been talking about this whole show. And it's in a square to Mercury, that same Mercury that's aligned with Pluto so powerfully is squaring Uranus. So that, of course, highlights the uh, waning or separating Pluto-Uranus square that we've been experiencing. But this talks about the change, Uranus change and excitement in your interactions, um, but it's a square. So the changes in, in excitement in your interactions and daily routine can actually cause upset or nervous tension. Like I said before, if you stay open-minded, flexible, and adaptable, you ain't got to have no tension and nervousness and upset because you were ready already anyway. You know it's Aquarius season, so you know some. this is the season throughout the entire solar year where the energy of change and things you didn't expect and things coming out of nowhere is heavy. So you got, you, if you listen to this show, you're not going to be surprised and upset and feel with, riddled with tension and nervousness potential for this energy here in the week ahead. So you may definitely see it around you. Um, you could get shocking news. But you'll be ready for it, open-minded. You could experience something unexpected that forces you to change plans. Hey, you was ready to change plans anyway. You were expecting to have to change plans. And the normal tempo of life can increase, and, and you can have a, a a feeling like you're catching up. But if you were staying ready, open-minded, and flexible, you're not feeling like you got to catch up. You're feeling like the change is finally catching up with you because you were already ready, already for whatever change was coming. You were ready for your blank check <laughs> coming. Oh, okay, yeah. You you spell my name just like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I got a bank. We can go right now and deposit it. Thank you. 
you ready. This is not the best time under this influence for making plans or attending to detailed anything, especially paperwork when you're talking about Mercury square in Uranus. Um, due to lack of concentration, this Uranus energy, it can run real fast. It's restless, you know, moons in Aries at this time. And so, you know, mm-hmm. making plans when Mercury, the, the planet that governs plans and, and, and information and stuff like that, to uh, stay open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, make your plans, make your plans flexible. Make your plans adjustable. Make your plans changeable, okay? And if you have to do paperwork, you're probably not going to want to do paperwork. If you have to do paperwork with this erratic energy, I would just like in a Mercury retrograde, I would have a second pair of eyes take a look at it. You may have been going so fast and missed something. I would have a professional set of eyes or a second pair of eyes look at it, okay? Um, under this influence, we can be easily distracted, and as a result of that, less responsible and less dependable. So factor that into, especially as uh, leading up to Tuesday, in in and around Tuesday with this energy for sure. You can pretty much read it into the entirety of next week, really, because Mercury's getting hit up. Got the conjunction of Pluto, the square to Uranus. And right after that, Thursday, February the 2nd, you got the Mercury square to Jupiter. So Mercury is going to be busy and in very challenging situ- um, um, alignments next week, okay? And so I want, when it comes to anything Mer- Mercury rules, your mind, communication, messages, email, text, snail mail, um, like your, any travel, local travel, around running errands, uh I want you to stay flexible. Stay flexible, okay? Uh, Some people that were born, celebrities born with Mercury Square Uranus, Blue Ivy Carter, uh, Barry White, Sam Cooke, and Sammy Davis Jr. Super sad, Sammy Davis. Um, Now with the Mercury Square to Jupiter, let me see what I'm working with, yeah. With the Mercury square to Jupiter, this energy talks about, once again, mercurial things, thoughts, mind, mental messages. And with Ju- with the square to Jupiter, just Jupiter is can be too much. <laughs> Jupiter always wants more because Jupiter wants to expand and grow and advance. And so with the square, it could just be way too much <laughs> that you're not really ready for. And so information overload is something that could be very possible under this influence, and because there's information overload, it's, it could be really easy to neglect or miss some important details. It could be easy to exaggerate a low vibration of Jupiter. Um, it could We could have a difficult time putting all these ideas um, that we are accessing to practical use. Um, we could uh, we could overstate the point under this influence, like we've already made the point, but we just really Jupiter just wants to keep going, <laughs> and so that's where the square could come in, the challenge, the test, the need, the 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 need to make an adjustment uh, with the square, and so also this is talking about unfavorable conditions for travel. Uh, Mercury's just getting hit up. 
Um, if you have to travel next week, double check your plans, double check your itinerary, double check you're on the right, you know, mode of transportation, you're on the right plane, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, ideas and plans can be too big right now. Our minds just taking it too far, going too far, you know, um, uh, under this influence, we could easily jump to conclusions. Like I said, information overload. We could be talking a lot about nothing, or obviously this could be happening around us, someone else around us talking a lot about nothing, um, a lack of clear mental focus. So this is the thing. I've, I've spoke a lot on this energy, but this is the kicker. We can actually make some really major progress under this influence. But the key is going to be concentration. The very energy, pretty much opposite Jupiter, which is Saturn. We're going to have to, you know, if information overload is a potential of this energy, Saturn's going to bring some restrictions and boundaries, okay? I'm not going to take in all this information. I'm going to take in this information and process that. Then I'll take in some more, and I'll process that. We can make measurable goals if we concentrate on just enough and not too much, okay? Um, Celebrities born like Jackie Chan, Condoleezza Rice, Aretha Franklin, Shaq, Miles Davis, Chili, Rosanda Thomas of TLC, and Toussaint La Overture. these people have clever minds and broad philosophical outlooks on life. They have the potential to grasp abstract ideas or a lot of information and, and acquire a good understanding of a subject that they wish to study, but that's the key. They had to focus in on something and not just be overwhelmed with too much, right? So the only issue with a lot of these people with this aspect is that, okay, as they're acquiring knowledge, sticking to their studies without being sidetracked, okay? Um, Concentration and self-discipline is the key to helping these people reach their full intellectual potential, okay? Yeah, these people definitely need to, in order to realize their potential, and you'll find even by transit in the week ahead that you realize the full potential, the highest potential of this transit by working on your your concentration level. I've been hearing a lot about this term concentration here lately, and I don't think that's a coincidence. It's Aquarius new moon season. We got access to Come on, you know it's going to be an information overload in Aquarius season just to – the intellectual aspect of Aquarius, the um, the freedom and liberation, the thinking outside the box. They don't it, Aquarius don't want to be restricted. You know what I mean? Getting outside of the comfort zone. So we got and and the and the energy moving so fast. Electrical impulses, lightning, like out of nowhere. Nervous tension. You know, if you're not open-minded and uh, flexible and adaptable to the change. So. I think that's going to help overall as well when you focus or concentrate, as as is stated here, concentration, consciously working on concentration, 
How do you do that? Some of the ways I've been intuitively inspired to do that lately, you starve yourself of distraction. That's how you work on developing and raising your level of concentration, your ability to concentrate. You have to starve yourself of distractions. I recently uninstalled on my phone a couple of few apps that I, that were like my go-to apps if I'm like waiting in line somewhere or whatever I'm waiting on, you know, oh, just flip this open and kind of, you know, distract myself and it makes the wake up faster. In the week ahead, that could put you at a disadvantage. I strongly encourage you to eliminate all distractions. We got so much challenging mercury energy in the week ahead, I highly recommend that you eliminate all distractions. Y'all y'all know I talk about sweets a lot. All of those distractions, them little parasites in you, distracting you from what you're supposed to do, because te- I love uh, Tehuti Ma'ara. He said, um, he said them demons inside of him told him, bitch, get up and go to KFC. We want our fix of this, that, or the third, whatever he used to go get from KFC. <laughs> That's a distraction. That's a distraction. Starve yourself of distractions in the week ahead, please, by all means, and you'll find yourself less tense, less nervous, less wired, and you'll be able to relax. You'll be able to concentrate. You'll be able to focus your energy. Okay? I know we got a lot of active energy, moon and Aries in the week ahead, Aquarius energy. Come on. But we're going to benefit from some self-discipline and some concentration, okay? Um, reading actually helps concentration. Turning off the TV, a, a major distraction for many of us, and reading a book, doing a crossword puzzle, having to sit down and do something that causes you to have to focus your energy and concentrate. It's just for practice to get you out of the habit of engaging with these distractions and allow you an opportunity to realize more of your potential when you have the liberty and the freedom to concentrate and discipline yourself. All right, Thursday, uh, 10.50 a.m. Central, February the 2nd, the moon trines Saturn and goes void for nine hours, okay? So Thursday... Mm-mm. You, if you want to finish up some stuff on Thursday, if you want to make a list of things you're going to do when the moon's not void, if you want to look for things, items you may have lost, review things, refine things, get together with people that you already know, fine, okay? If you want to get rid of some excess stuff, fine. Um, just... No large purchases, no important meetings. You're not beginning new work work projects or launching a business or starting a job on Thursday, okay? Now, as of 7.50 p.m. Central Thursday, February the 2nd, the moon enters Taurus, okay? And Taurus is Venus ruled, so that should definitely, out of the intensity and fiery energy of the moon being in Aries, it's going to considerably shift when the moon enters Taurus on Thursday, okay? Uh, We're going to be motivated and emotionally satisfied more by the desire for peace and comfort, everything that Venus governs, 
serenity, security there with Taurus, okay? Uh, this uh, this is a sensual and area of space, and it's really constant. It's fixed energy, so you can kind of sink your teeth into it. Um, our our most basic of impulses around this time are going to be just to relax, to resist change. <laughs> oddly enough, in the middle of Aquarius season, but definitely whatever changes have transpired up until this point. In this season of change, these couple of few days as of Thursday evening, 7.50 p.m. Central, you can slow down a little. It'll, you'll be emotionally, we'll all be emotionally satisfied and crave probably by this point to slow down a little and smell the roses, okay? Set, settle into a lot of these changes, especially if you're not used to concentrating, especially if you're not used to having distractions. <laughs> that may be something you kind of settle into. Uh, Taurus is the earth sign. So, you know, getting out in nature, enjoying yourself um, um, around this time while the moon's in Taurus is going to be good, relaxing, uh, music, Venus rules, social, you know, um, material things. It's a it's a heavy energy. It's practical. So, you know, just being fully in your body and enjoying the, under this influence, you know, you'd be mostly satisfied to get or give a massage, um, enjoy aromatherapy, just settle into, you know, earthly pleasures and comforts. Okay. Um, yeah, massages, giving and received, baking and cooking, singing or dancing, gardening, um, building structures, considering steps of a plan, um, aromatherapy, stretching, uh, Taurus rules the neck, so stretching the neck is a good thing to do, trying new fruits, dishes, you know, um, cuisine, making pottery or sculpture and sound therapy. Now, uh, let's see. <clears throat> People who were born with their moon in Taurus, like Chris Brown, Pharrell Williams, Kobe Bryant, Diana Ross, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Kelly Rowland, Jamie Foxx, and Lisa Bonet, um, these people are all about having their needs met, you know? So, uh, like I said, the the whatever brings you that comfort and pleasure and ease and, and, and satisfies your senses, that's what you're going to want to do um, as a Thursday evening in the week ahead for sure. You're going to want some good food. You're going to want the sheets on your bed nice and warm, fresh out the, you know, dryer and just all those comfort things, okay? And hopefully that will go a long way in just a lot of this challenging energy here in the week ahead, blow down. It's, we should be able to kind of grab it. You know, we should kind of get on top of it, you know, more so and sink more into ourselves and, and, and being comfortable in our skin and, and where all this change has taken us to. Like I said, by the end of Aquarius new moon season, you might not recognize your life. You, with all the mercury changes in the week ahead, you might not recognize your mind, the way you're thinking, the way you're moving, the way you're expressing yourself, the way you are powerfully causing people to Okay. Um, I'm going to leave it here for this week. In the week ahead, um, I will likely 
combine the Mar- the Mars entering Aries horoscopes that I did not read from this week, current week. I will probably combine them because here in the week ahead, in, in our week ahead, we're doing now, Friday, February the third, not fifty-one a.m. Central. Venus enters Aries. We're going to tackle that together next week. And beyond that, I want y'all to make it a powerful new moon in Aquarius. You can do it. It's all on you. It ain't about nobody else, I promise. And just stay connected. Stay connected to my astrology coach. Stay stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology. I love y'all. Thank y'all. And I'll be back next week. Peace.